entering the podcast. He's a six foot one shooting guard who wishes he was from Chicago. His heart is bigger than his wingspan, and he's the mind behind the madness of the Hardball Podcast. It's Derek Peterson. He's joined by a six foot two small forward from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's the pride of the Bishop Kelly Comets. He respects the biz and he claims to be a big baller. It's George Stoyer! And I'm your other co-host, Spencer Davis, and welcome to the Hardball Podcast. Hello! Welcome to uh, another <laughs> week on the Hardball Podcast. If you uh, if you were listening last week, we did something cool last week. We... Man, it feels like it was so much longer ago. Uh, Whoa, we drafted oh, All-Star. Are we leading the show? Do we have to lead the oh, show with oh, this? Oh, I thought you were going to say last week we put dirty socks over our mics. Because that was pretty cool. Did you, did you do, did that do that again that. this week? Actually, no. no I, I've i got a clean sock. No, I'm still. actually I'm sitting in the, the Dailies podcast room right now. So I'm in a closet next to Judy's office. Shout out, Judy. You guys' podcast room is in a closet? Yes, it's not nice. But it actually has some nice little soundproof walls and... Probably a nicer mic than what I was using, so... Mike Leach would approve. Uh, last week, we drafted all-star squads from the pool of all-star players. George and Spencer each drafted. Um, you guys know the results uh, of how this whole thing played out. George destroyed George, me. Exactly yeah, as George, I predicted. Yeah. <laughs> George won, yeah, what I was it, 8 out of 10? 10 7-game series between the, your two teams, and George won the first four... Spencer then won two straight, and then George won the final four. So really, I swept him. Yeah, you won Twice, eight out yeah. of the ten series. Yeah, I swept him. Yeah. So uh, my biggest mistake, and I said it right after I did it, I should not have picked Kevin Durant because, as we all know, George hates Kevin Durant. So I really, I probably could have picked Kevin Durant last. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked him. I just went and got. I could have gotten Harden and probably. I probably could have gotten Harden, Giannis, and Durant. I would not have picked him. Yeah, it's a big mistake on my part. Okay, so I'm having to add them up right now, but I th- I think uh, my math is probably wrong on this, but George won like 36 of like the 45 games that you guys played, or that I simulated Sounds about between right. the two teams. So Spencer, you got I rocked. I don't really take L's. I had LeBron and Durant. We would I light you like up life, from beyond the arc. And we're going to see, I mean, because as we said last week, the teams that we picked last week are almost exactly what got picked in real life. There's like one or two differences. So we'll be able to see what happens in real life. And as you all know, I mean, real life's better than the simulation. So if LeBron's team wins the All-Star game, then I think that we can go ahead and give the nod to me. Well, that's BS because those two or three players that switched were probably the difference. Well, I'm also saying that, like, you know, I simulated it ten times, and you lost eight of those ten simulations. So that's got to be – that's got to mean something. I'm not saying that 2K doesn't hate the team that I picked. They clearly do. But in real life, don't play. Don't two K bias is at play here. Don't hate the game. Hate the player. Just like the Cavs. That's why I didn't pick KD. Team LeBron is not dead yet. Oh my gosh, Derek Peterson again here with you guys. George Stoya and Spencer Davis already. Uh, You've heard from them. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline because it's on the eighth. That is what Thursday of this week, and uh, we've got probably some more major groundbreaking moves that are going to be made after the Blake Griffin. Uh, headliner last week but we're going to start off with kind of some news that 
I guess, news that has broken. Uh, it, it's been reported by ESPN, by Woj and Ramona Shelbourne, that the Los Angeles Lakers are kind of shifting focus to the 2019 free agency and moving away from trying to go after LeBron. Uh, I guess the first question that comes to mind is just, do you guys believe that? Not really. I mean, I, I think that if LeBron does do free agent meetings, the Lakers are still going to take the meeting. I just think that they realize the season went a lot, a little bit worse than everyone expected. And LeBron, at, what's he going to be, 34 next year, is not going to jump to the Lakers and be able to feasibly win a title with that team before his prime's over. Well, the Lakers have won 10 of 14 leading up to this. And in that report from ESPN, yeah. that yeah, kind of I, little hot streak has played a role in their thinking. I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think, I don't think LeBron was ever going to the Lakers. And so I think the Lakers are just now saying, they're like, oh, well, we're just building for the next free agency. Like, my, my thing is, is when is the Lakers front office going to be held accountable for basically tanking the past few years and then each year saying, oh, well, we're just getting ready for the next free agency and then the next one and the next one. It's like, okay, but when are you ever going to actually do anything? So Well, that was the Mitch that was the Mitch Kupchak plan, and he's out, and now that they've got Rob Palenka uh, and Magic Johnson, who continually gets tampering charges against him. So we'll see. But th- George, this is uh, this is good news for your LeBron to OKC conspiracy theory. I, I, you know, the, it started as kind of a joke a couple years ago, and now it's becoming a reality. And I would it's just like to joke. say, no, I would just like to say, you guys can all come bow to me, ESPN. I'm up for a job. If you guys need me, go ahead. I am willing to work for you guys. I feel like I could be the next Adrian Wojnarowski if this actually happened. Because I am, I guarantee you, I am the first one to ever say that LeBron James is going to Oklahoma City. And it's happening. It is slowly happening. It's not going to happen. Here's the Dude, difference okay, between look, you man. and Woj. <laughs> oh, there, there's only one? <laughs> there's only one. And it's Woj that I'm has a lot carefully sourced. Woj has carefully sourced information <laughs> that he gets out. You made a guess two years ago. That was That's still going to be wrong. Time. Very wrong. <laughs> no, look at the pieces, Spencer. He wants to play with Melo. He wants to play with PG. He wants to win rings. OKC is the destination to be, man. It is. When when OKC loses no, in the Western Conference rings, Finals this year, when when OKC loses in the Western Conference Finals this year, LeBron's be like, wow. Like, they were really close to beating the Warriors. Like, even closer than, like, I was. So, so why don't I just go over there and help out my buddy PG and Carmelo and me and Russ can get along and, you know, we're both, like, Nike guys. Like, why not? And Here's then the Russ problem, will be George. like, yeah, why not? And it'll happen. I'm telling you, it could George, happen. Carmelo and LeBron can't play on the Thunder together because of salaries. If LeBron comes in – One of them will take a pay An cut. absurd sentence – Carmelo no, will take a pay cut to LeBron win. LeBron will not take a pay cut. Carmelo Anthony is not going to take a pay cut. Car- you don't it's know Carmelo. He's a nice guy. Carmelo's not going to take a – he's only – what's he making? He's making a little over 20. And his, I think his option – what is it, 28 next year? I don't know. I don't, know. Uh, I don't do math. Actually. Yeah, he's making yes, 26 right now, and his option next year is 28. He's probably going to pick up that option because it's $28 million. Look, you can't rule it out. Name – Name a place that he'd rather go than the Thunder right now. Houston. There's a much better chance of LeBron staying in Cleveland than Cleveland. Okay, but you can't. I can't rule, believe we're you even cannot rule out the Thunder. This. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You cannot say that there's no chance that he would go to the Thunder. 
There's no chance he's going to go to the Thunder. <laughs> yes, there is, dog. I'm telling you. Okay, okay, Spencer, let's put it this way. Are you putting it at 0% chance that Oklahoma City would get a a meeting with him? Yes. Whoa. They wouldn't even get a meeting? I don't think they're oh, getting a bro. meeting. If they go to the okay. Western Conference Finals this year, they're getting a meeting. No, they're not because they have to trade Carmelo or Adams. Okay, for so, LeBron? Bro, the Warriors are getting a meeting. Come on. The Warriors, I don't know if they're going to get a meeting or not because they would have to trade Clay. I don't know that the Warriors want to take a meeting. The Warriors might Well, say, it's okay no, because in 2019, Clay is leaving and going to the Lakers. That's the Lakers' plan all along. No, I thought Clay was up. going to the Thunder. Well, the Lakers' plans never no, work. No, no, so. no the Clay is going to uh, to go play with, with his dad in Los Angeles. Uh, so we are not going to be talking LeBron conspiracy theories this whole podcast uh, because, you know. We should. We're just not going to. Uh, Shams had a report earlier that LeBron was not going to waive his no trade clause this season, even though teams were doing, quote, due diligence. Uh, so he's not getting traded at the deadline. But some other people are getting traded. I want to go through first uh, and get one guy from each of you that should be traded but won't be traded. And George, you cannot say LeBron James. Oh, uh, Draymond Green. Okay, Spencer, go first. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it's DeAndre yeah. Jordan. He, I, if he, if the Cavs could land him, you know, what he brings offensively, defensively, uh, with lobs, what he could allow LeBron to do on both sides of the floor, I think that would be the most impactful move. I think that depending on what other pieces are involved, Cleveland would still probably lose in the playoffs to Boston. And we're going to have a heck of a time playing Toronto if they get there. But, uh, yeah, I think DeAndre's, DeAndre going to Cleveland would be the most uh, intriguing. I also think uh, the other one is Kevin Love. Uh, I think I think the Cavs are about to be really stupid, do something really stupid, as in, like, not do anything or completely blow up the team, which may not be stupid, but I wouldn't do that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be something to do with the Cavs, and I think it's going to be something to do with Kevin Love. So okay, well, Kevin Love is out for like the next six weeks. So he's I know, probably but going to be getting traded. Well, I I'd like to see him get traded because I think part of the problem is is him in Cleveland. But I also think I would like the other one is Isaiah too. Thomas. Is I think Isaiah Thomas is part of the problem. So I'd like to see him get traded too. I just want a good yeah. finals matchup. So whatever. It's going to be Boston. Yeah, I mean, if it's Boston, then I hope Boston trades for Anthony Davis. Like, that'd be awesome. Anthony Davis in the finals? Then... I think the Pelicans are buyers right now. That's that's the one that comes to mind for me is is Anthony Davis. Like, Boston giving up the two Jays and, like, a first-round pick or Jays? something. Both Jays? Oh, I yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's what the Pelicans are asking for to try to get Anthony Davis. Uh, and if I – mean, I don't know. You mean the I would like to see Anthony Davis – yes – that, I would like to see Anthony Davis on the Celtics because that would be fun as hell. Oh, but yeah. My name, though, I want to see Kemba Walker get moved because he's kind of in a situation like Russ was in last year where the pieces around him are just, like, so much worse than he is. And he's having, like, their net rating when he leaves the floor, it just plummets. So uh, are we talking Kemba Walker MVP? No. Oh. We're not going that far. Okay. They're, I mean, the Hornets are a terrible team. Like, they're not winning games. Uh, but I want to see him go somewhere. And if that's to Cleveland, uh, and then a swap for Isaiah Thomas, go for it. But that would be kind of some 
interesting finagling on Cleveland's part to try to sweeten that pot. It would have to be the Brooklyn pick, right? Yeah, you would think. And they you'd probably you'd probably have to take back Nick Batum. Uh, which I don't know if Cleveland wants to add money. I think it, I think I was seeing a deal where it was Kemba Walker and Nick Batum uh, for like Isaiah Thomas and Tristan Thompson and then one of like Shump or J.R. Smith. And in those deals, Cleveland is actually adding money, uh, which they yeah. don't want to do. Uh, but I would like to see Kemba get traded. Spencer, you've got, we started this two weeks ago, a week ago. Uh, yeah, you had a, a trivia question for us. You got a new, another one this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's a little bit unorthodox. Okay. There are 15 players in the NBA that make more money than Kevin Durant this season. Three of them are out for the year. Name the three. John Wall. Uh, wait, like, you mean they, could they just have gotten injured or have they not played at all this year? Um, I will tell you that the three players that I'm talking about and John Wall is not one of them, have played a combined 13 games oh, this wow. season. Well, that's a really tough question. Um, okay, I don't know. You don't have any guess? There's three okay, of them. Okay, give me – well, hey, is Derek going to guess, or is, is this just – I'll, I'll guess. Two of them are – I'll go. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say Mike Conley. Uh, yep, that's one. Gordon Hayward. That's two. And Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap is not out for the year, but he does make more money than Kevin Durant. Oh wait, he is not, that is correct. Yeah, he's not. The third out one is a little is is kind of a cheapy. That's the fun part of the question. You want me to just tell you? No, yeah. George, you got to guess. Try to guess the third one. I don't even I don't even know who's injured because why do I care about injured players, Spencer? George George isn't gonna get this. George isn't gonna is get it, this. Uh, it's Chris Bosh. Okay. Oh, oh what? He doesn't okay. make any money. <laughs> yeah, he does. Is he still getting paid from Miami? Yeah, twenty five. You know, I miss year. Chris Bosch. And twenty six next Chris year. Chris Bosch was. I don't so think fun. that he counts against their cap, but he's still getting paid. Do you guys remember the the Well that's the same as Kevin Durant? No, it's he makes like two hundred thousand more than Kevin Did Durant. You know Chris oh my gosh. <laughs> I told you it was a little cheapy, but it's I mean <laughs> come on, that's a pretty Chris good Chris Bosch is actually a really good cook. Alright. Good luck segueing that, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing on ESPN once. He's a really good cook, so just thought I'd throw that out there. I miss Chris Bosh. I want to. So do I. I miss. Chris I like Bosch him. Let's uh, bring him back to Boston. Back to Boston. Like back into the league and let him play with Boston. Didn't he? He can't play. He's got a, a blood clot. He right? he wants to Didn't play. He I think they. He wants to come back, and I think the NBA is kind of like hesitant to let him come back because the last thing you want to yeah. do as a league is have somebody die while they're playing. He has not played since. 2016. So it's been two, pretty much two he'll calendar be all right. years. Guys, he he'll be alright. He hasn't played... Here's another question. I'm not gonna... You, there's no way you can know this. He hasn't played 80 games since 2004. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. He's only played 80 games once. Well, but, Okay, he played... He did play 79 in 2013. Well, it's okay, so. guys. His acting career is taking off. Jurassic World's coming out soon, so... Oh, my God. We're gonna have to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> No, that is hundred percent staying in. Uh, let's <laughs> let's move forward because we're on a time crunch right now. Let's play a game, deal or no deal. Uh, I'm gonna throw out a team that is rumored or already known to be a major player at the deadline, and I want you guys to tell me whether they should make a deal, whether they should not make a deal, uh, and who they should be trying to add. So the first one 
You guys have kind of touched on this already. We'll start with George. Cleveland, should they make a deal or should they stay? Deal. I think they have to. The, the, they're playing some of the worst basketball in the league right now. I think they have to make a deal. And I think it has to be um, – I mean, I guess Kevin Love's out, so they're not going to trade him. But I think it has to be Isaiah Thomas maybe or, or Tristan Thompson. Um, and I, I think – I agree with Spencer. I think they should try, try and go after DeAndre Jordan. And I don't know if DeAndre Jordan would fix all their problems, but I think it would be at least a good attempt at it. Yeah, Cleveland is 6-9 and nine, uh, in 2018. And yeah. I think the root of those problems have come when Isaiah Thomas has come back, which sucks because I think everybody wanted to see Isaiah Thomas do well, and now he's kind of like turning the narrative on himself with all the crap that he's saying in public. George, uh, Spencer? Uh, yeah, I mean, they should make a deal. I would, I would be hesitant to sell the f- – figuratively sell off the franchise, sell off – any young assets, and I don't know if they should move that Brooklyn pick or not. What assets? LeBron's that Brooklyn pick, basically. It's the only asset they other. have. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, they don't really have any other uh, exciting young players, do they? Pretty much just all old dudes making a lot of money. Then they bring back uh, Del Dova, the Deli man. Deli. No, yeah, I think Cleveland. They're in a tough spot because, like we touched on earlier, I mean, I think I do think LeBron's going to leave Cleveland ultimately because there's not really any future for him there, especially if they lose to Boston in the East playoffs this year. I don't know where he's going to go, but if he leaves Cleveland, then the Cavs trading that Brooklyn pick would be really bad for their future. Can we all just agree that Dan Gilbert's an idiot? Yeah. Yeah, he's not great. He's not yeah, great. He's uh, an idiot. Next, next team up, and this is a team that has been kind of rumored with DeAndre Jordan for a long, long time. They've already made a deal this year, bringing in Eric Bledsoe. Uh, what about Milwaukee? Do you want to see them add a guy like DeAndre Jordan, who really fits well on that team? Uh, do you want to see them make another piece, or should they stand pat? Spencer, we'll start with you. So since we last talked about Milwaukee, which I believe was two weeks ago, right before they fired Jason Kidd, uh, they've gone from the 9th seed to the 5th seed in the East. They've won 7 of 10. They're 29 and 23. They're creeping up on the Wizards, who are obviously going to be without John Wall for a while. I think, uh, you know, I think they could make a deal. I don't know that they want to move. I don't know that DeAndre Jordan would be the perfect fit there. Uh, maybe Kemba Walker would be a spot that, or could, would be a guy that could fit there. If I think, but isn't there the only piece that they're really dangling out there right now is Malcolm Brogdon? Uh, also talking about John Henson. John Henson. Well, I don't know that there's enough there to get Kemba or DeAndre Jordan, but if if that if the GM there is able to pull off a move that can make them better, I mean they can get into the top four in the East. That's that's there for the taking. I think definitely uh, Washington is is trending down without John Wall. I think just naturally, Cleveland's um, trending down too. They're only a game and a half behind the Cavs right now for the three seed. Yeah, if I was Milwaukee, I would be all in on this season uh, because especially given the fact that Boston's going to be getting Gordon Hayward back next year, presumably, so that you could view this as or you could spin it as this is a really good opportunity for you to uh, make a run. You might not beat whoever comes out of the West, but and, and you might not even beat uh, Boston, but an Eastern Conference Finals would go a long way in convincing Giannis that this is a, a place to stay long-term. I like, if you could get uh, DeAndre Jordan for, like, John Henson and uh, maybe, like, a, a Tony Snell, and I don't know if they have a first-round pick or not. I don't know. I can't remember if they dealt one or not, but if you could... If you could package those two and a pick for DeAndre Jordan, that might be one of the better options that uh, the Clippers are going to get, unless Cleveland decides to throw that Nets pick at them. And we don't, 
we don't talk about seeding a lot in the NBA, but here's one benefit. If Milwaukee can get into that three seed and push Cleveland back to the four or five line, what that does is it, it'll make Cleveland face Boston in the Eastern Conference semifinals, which means that Milwaukee, to get to the Eastern Conference finals, would only have to play like, the Pacers and Toronto to get to the East finals, and then you get the winner of Cleveland and Boston. I mean, that's about as easy as a path as it gets if you can push Cleveland back to that 4-5 line. Yeah. George, what do you think about Milwaukee? Uh, I mean, I don't think they have to make a deal. I think, obviously, if you can get someone like DeAndre Jordan, then you get him. Um, and I think, you know, even if you make, like, a smaller trade, I think I think you do it. But, I mean, I think they're, they're, they're going in the right direction right now. And I, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, why fix something if it ain't broke? So... Um, I mean, if they don't make a deal, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised, and if they do, I wouldn't be surprised. So, I mean, I don't really know. I guess deal, but at the same time, you don't have to deal. So, uh, the Clippers are kind of at the root of this this whole deadline, really. When you think about it, they've got DeAndre Jordan that we've talked about, kind of ad nauseum already. Uh, they've got Avery Bradley, who they just got from Detroit, who everybody just kind of assumes is going to be on the move. Uh, they've got Lou Williams, who everybody wants to get their hands on. Um, George will go with you first. Should the Clippers make a move uh, trading any of those three guys or all of those three guys? Uh, I think they have to deal. I mean, you just gave up your franchise player and Blake Griffin, so you might as well blow the whole, the whole damn thing up. I mean, I would go out and try to get assets. I'd try to go get that Brooklyn pick from Cleveland. I mean, I just I think the Clippers are basically saying screw it, and uh, which might end up paying off in the end, but... Uh, yeah, I think they have to deal because they've already dealt away their best player. So, I think can it's... I point out that they that they have traded Chris Paul and Blake Griffin now in the span of a year, and they have one first round pick to show for it. That's probably going to end up in like the fifteen range in this year's draft. Like that's ridiculous. That's not good. Well, to be fair, they didn't have any leverage in the uh, in the Chris Paul trade. Chris that's... Paul was going to leave in free. Just that's needs fair. To take the Clippers and move them to Seattle. Just restart the whole thing. Also, we don't know uh, if if the Clippers can get Lou Williams or a first-round pick for Lou Williams or a first-round pick for Avery Bradley, then either of those first-round picks would be credited to trading Paul and Griffin. That's fair. So, so Spencer, so do they make a move? I mean, I think they do. They are currently a half game out of the eighth seed in the West. Um, and the team that's in the eight seed right now is the Pelicans, and they're trying to be buyers for some reason. I, I think they make a move. Like George said, they, they just traded away Blake Griffin. I think you do a reset. I think – I mean, they're above 500 right now. I think you win 35, 40 games this year. You're happy with that, and then, you know, maybe you're bad next year, and then by 2020, 2019-ish, uh, you know, you're back on top. Yeah, maybe you go get that Brooklyn pick. Maybe you get – a couple other middling first-round picks. This is a pretty deep draft class, so being like in the six to twelve range is going to be, you know, if you have the right scouting guys, it's going to be, you know, pretty beneficial. So we'll see as far as that goes. But I, I would make a move if I was them. I would try to trade all three of those assets, that, I, uh, being DeAndre, Lou, and Avery Bradley. Yeah, I think uh, Lou Williams obviously has probably the most trade value right now or the highest trade value right now because just everybody wants him and he's on a pretty manageable contract um if i more I, than deandre well he only makes like seven million yeah but isn't it a one-year deal 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a rental, but this is this is the time of yeah. year where teams that are kind of like on the fringe of, oh, well, we might be a contender, we might not be a contender, make those kind of moves. Like Houston gave up a first-round pick for a rental of Lou Williams last year. I think, and I was high on the, the Blake Griffin trade when it first happened. Uh, when we did our podcast, I liked kind of what they brought back and the flexibility that they got from it. Uh, if they're going to trade Avery Bradley, uh, if they're going to trade Lou Williams or even DeAndre Jordan, I feel like it has to be the right move. I don't think that you should just be trading them just to, to trade them and move on and, and start a new chapter. I think it needs you need to get some value back for them. It needs to be the right move. If you're getting Cleveland's first-round pick, not the Nets pick, and like Tristan Thompson and dead money in, in J.R. Smith or Iman Shumpert, I don't think that's the right move. Um, I, I, I would honestly much rather have DeAndre Jordan walk and free up that cap space than have Amon Shumpert or J.R. Smith on the books for next year. Uh, the next team, Oklahoma City. They uh, we, we talked about them losing Andre Robertson. Deal. And their team Deal. That, Deal. <laughs> they're a team that everybody just kind of expects to be super aggressive at the deadline. They were already expected to be aggressive at the deadline. Spencer, we'll start with you. Uh, does Oklahoma City make a deal? If so, for who? Uh, I think they do make a deal. Presti is always aggressive and savvy at the deadline. And, you know, usually we all remember the Bulls heist from last year, and there have been others in the past. Uh, I, I think that – who was it? Was it Real GM earlier, yeah. earlier today that linked the Thunder to Rodney Hood? That would be an incredible get for the Thunder. He just scored 30 points off the bench last night. Uh, you know, he's 6'8". He's not – He's not an Andre Robertson defender, but he's going to defend well enough. He's going to be better than Terrence Ferguson or Alex Abrinas. And he's also under contract for next year, and then he goes into restricted free agency. So he's an asset that the Thunder could keep around for a while and then try to resign long term, depending on how everything goes with Paul George and uh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I, I think Rodney Hood is probably playing A. I think Avery Bradley's probably playing B. We talked about that, what that would take. The Thunder's two biggest. Trading pieces right now, in my opinion, are Jeremy Grant and Alex Abrinas. Both have played very well since Robertson went down. And, I mean, Jeremy Grant looks like a rim runner, like a, almost a Clint Capella type right now. I mean, he, they could, I think Presti could really sell him his potential to another team. And the Thunder probably aren't going to be able to bring him back next year because he's going into restricted free agency. Uh, it was Tony Jones from the Salt Lake Tribune that initially had the, the Oklahoma City has made calls okay. for Rodney right. Hood. Uh, and and like you said, he's a guy that's attractive because he's a young player that is on a controllable deal moving forward. He's going into restricted free agency in the Thunder like that. I think he, he would be a much better option than a guy like Avery Bradley uh, from a, a financial contract standpoint because you have a better chance at retaining him long term. And then also just from a play standpoint, he's a three-point shooter uh, and he's just bigger. He's a bigger, longer, mm-hmm. more athletic athlete than Avery Bradley is and fits a little bit more into what they do. Uh, Russ got asked today if if there's ever a replacement for Andre Robertson, and he was just point blank like, no, there's no no replacing Andre Robertson. But Rodney Hood, from a, a size standpoint, is about as close as you're going to get to a guy that can kind of, I don't know, fill a similar role. Uh, he's listed at 6'8". Avery Bradley is 6'2". 6'2", yeah. He's listed he's at 6'2". incredibly undersized. Well, and uh, George, Hood, what do you think about Which is crazy because he's known as such a good 
perimeter defender. You'd never think that, you know, 6'2 shooting guards are usually, I mean, that's a big no-no the, typically. The difference between Avery Bradley um, and a guy like Andre Robertson is Avery Bradley is your guard defender. Avery Bradley's going to guard like a Steph Curry in the playoffs. He's not going to be able to switch out and guard like a Kevin Durant. Andre Robertson can do both because of the length. Yeah. Uh, George, what do you think about the Thunder? Should they make a move? Who should they, who should they trade for? Deal. They have to deal. I think, you know, you watch the last few games of the Thunder and they just look completely out of funk. I mean, what have they lost? Four straight? And, they're, they're, and they yeah. play the Warriors tonight on the road? So, I mean, and you know Sam Presti, like I see some people getting mad, like, why aren't the Thunder making a move? Do you think Sam Presti's not watching those games saying, oh, they'll be all right, they'll be fine? He knows they have to make a move. So I think they're going to, and I think it's been a plan to wait. I think he's been waiting for this game tonight to get over and then he's going to make the move. And I think it's going to be at the last minute. It could be literally an hour before the deadline. So I think they're going to make a move. I think they're going to go after, I, you know, I didn't even think of Rodney Hood until today. Now that I think about it, I think that'd be really smart. It sounds like something Sam Presti would do. Um, I think they're, if they can't get him, then I think they'll go over, go after Bradley, like you said. Uh, maybe Jonathan Simmons, somebody like that. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely going to make a move. I, you know, Sam Presti's no dummy. He's he's proven that in the past. So I think um, he's going to make a move, and I think it's going to be a big one. And I think he's everybody's going to lose their mind. So I'm excited. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do because they're going to do something. If they don't do anything, then they might as well just send the whole team back to Seattle because I am not going to continue my season tickets that I do not have and. Billy Donovan should be fired and never be allowed to watch basketball again. So here's the here's the pro- I'm going to ignore that rant there. Uh, here's the problem with Rodney Hood. Why would the Jazz trade Rodney? Because the Jazz uh, aren't going to win anyways. The relationship is kind of soured between them, and he's is that what it is? Because yeah, he's, he's like 24 years old, making a million and a half dollars a year. He's, he's under contract next year. He was a late first round pick that has worked out very well. He's not happy a, coming off the bench, and Donovan Mitchell is their starting two guard for the foreseeable future. And it, well, Rodney Hood should probably be a three anyway. And if you, you know, if, six, if you eight, deal him to Oklahoma better. City, he's going to be a starter for the remainder of this season. Oh, I mean, I can see why Rodney Hood would want to be traded to the Thunder, but. The Jazz are going to have to. I think the Thunder may have to overpay to get the Jazz to let go of a young. Was he twenty four? Well, here's here's three twenty four, twenty five uh, year old asset like that. George, there's just not enough incentive for them to do that. Yeah, George made a good point. He said that that Presti likes to wait. I was thinking about the the Ennis Cantor deal, what, two two or three seasons ago, where it kind of just like materialized uh, in the final hour before the deadline. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's a Presti strategy of just waiting until teams get desperate. We're waiting until teams run out of, of options or other attractive offers elsewhere. Uh, I, I have a feeling that we're going to head into this deadline and Utah is going to be major sellers. They want to move off of uh, Derek Favors. They want to move off of Alec Burks in that contract uh, and apparently reportedly want to move off of uh, Rodney Hood. So if the Thunder can kind of maybe just wait it out and be like be, be the, the last girl at the bar kind of thing, uh, I, I think oh, I, I know all about that. <laughs> I think there's a legitimate shot that they could get in on Ronnie Hood. Uh, Houston. Hey, you know who else played for? You know who else played who, for Duke? Kyle Singler. Just connecting the dots. <laughs> Little Duke connection going on. Okay, so in in the in this Tony Jones report, I'm just gonna ignore you, George. <laughs> in this Tony George, Jones report, can, can you yeah, hear us? yeah. Uh, he named the Denver Nuggets in the Orlando Magic as 
a couple of other teams that could get in on Rodney Hood. Denver's also in the division. Uh, Did you say the ma- the Magic? Denver. Yeah. That's interesting. Magic don't do anything. Denver's got this like irrational confidence right now, where they think they're going to be super good. And I mean, Jokic. They don't need another anybody. shooting guard slash small forward. They have too many. Yeah, they need a point guard. Is what they need. They're like a year or two away from being a serious threat. Uh, we got we got to move. We're going to run out of time. Houston is another team that has been reported as somebody that wants to kind of get in on the arms race to kind of close the gap between them or the perceived gap between them and Golden State. We'll go George. Does no deal. Make a move? No deal. There, again, don't I, I don't – you don't mess with something that's not broken. I think the, the, the Rockets are, are playing really well right now. I think they're probably the second best team, third best team in the NBA right now. And if they get hot against the Warriors, I think they can beat them. So why would you – change what you got going so i wouldn't i wouldn't make a move if, if anything maybe like a small move some future assets or something but i mean i wouldn't do anything drastic okay spencer yeah i'll agree with george i think that uh i don't think they do a whole lot i think if anything there's something they you know maybe do some small tinkering maybe add another shooter um it's funny a, a really nice player for them to add at the deadline here would be lou williams <laughs> who of course they acquired at last year's deadline and then traded this offseason but, no, I think that team is gelling pretty well right now. I think they're going to be a threat in the playoffs. I still don't think they have a – I mean, they have a, They might win a game or two against Golden State, which I guess means they have a chance. But, uh, no, I don't think Houston makes a move. Okay. Uh, what about Portland? Portland is a team that kind of feels like a, a kind of a, a sleeper heading into this deadline. Uh, everybody heard about the, the meeting that Damian Dillard had with – was it Neil O'Shea? Or was it the owner? No, a couple weeks ago. It was Paul Allen. Paul Allen. Was it was, yeah, it was the owner. A couple weeks ago, just to kind of reaffirm his commitment to the team, uh, but also to say, "Hey, I need some, I need some help." Uh, so I'm curious if Portland becomes a player. They've got some guys in like an Alfred Aminu or Mo Harkless or like a Yusuf Nurkic that they can move that are becoming less and less attractive by the day, and they have been reportedly wanting to get in on DeAndre Jordan. So, Spencer, sh- uh, should Portland make a move? Does Portland need to, to make a move? Maybe add a guy like DeAndre Jordan or just kind of stand pat? If I was Portland, I would not trade any draft picks. But if you can get DeAndre Jordan for, like you are saying, guys like Mo Harkless or Yusuf Nurkic, then yeah. I mean, go do that. Go, go get a, uh, you know, a multi-time all-star like DeAndre Jordan that's probably going to play really well with McCollum and Lillard. Um, but I, I don't think that they're serious players – uh, in the near future unless they I mean they're going to have to get lucky in the draft I think um, they're currently tied for 6th in the west with Denver a little uh, half a game up on the 8th seed Pelicans I don't envision them being super aggressive unless they can you know do something that's going to help them now as well as later George this is uh, this is a team that we've seen kind of reports of like a CJ McCollum for a Kevin Love swap those have kind of died off uh, and also yeah yeah, why would interesting. Portland do that? Yeah, I don't uh, think that's Portland kind of why they've that. died off. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I like the idea of Kevin Love going back to Portland. But obviously, that was before he got hurt. George, does uh, d- does Portland make a move? Uh, I would. I mean, I think Portland has always. I've seen Portland as a team that's basically Damian Lillard, and then occasionally CJ McCollum will go off every night. So I think anytime you can get him help, I would. I mean, if if you can trade for DeAndre Jordan, why not? Uh, I think anytime you can do that, you should do it. But um, yeah, why not deal? I think 
you know, they always seem like every year to be that team on the verge of being good, and then they, they're not good because they don't have any good players besides Dame and McCollum. So uh, I think they should deal for sure. But I also cannot say that I've watched the Blazers at all this year, so I really don't know. So you're asking the wrong guy, to be honest. Portland also feels like I mean, remember- it's going to be the same thing uh, as it was last year and it was the year before where Portland's going to be kind of like a difficult out in the playoffs, but you can beat them in like six games. I want them to move off of McCollum and try to get uh, something in return for him because I don't like the pairing with him and, and Damian Lillard. I watch them uh, and too often it just feels like they're kind of taking turns on possessions. Like it's your turn, now it's my turn, now it's your turn. Uh, and that's not the way to go in a backcourt. I think I, I want to see them kind of make a move and shake it up because it's been the same old, same old for a while. You know, you know, here, connecting the dots again, you know who McCollum beat in the NCAA tournament for Lehigh? Duke. Just connecting the dots. And Duke, of course, produced Kyle Singer. And Rodney Hood, who's coming to the Thunder. Just connecting the dots. Another team that has been in on the, the DeAndre Jordan. It feels like every team is, is like, we want DeAndre Jordan, but no one's going to actually trade for DeAndre. Uh, Washington is a team that just lost John Wall. It's a team that has Otto Porter that hasn't lived up to his massive max contract. A team that has Marcin Gortat, who is reportedly very much available. George, should Washington make a move? Deal. I mean, I, I why not? Again, if you can get DeAndre, do it. I think uh, Washington's another one of those teams that's not trending the right direction. Uh, especially with Wall out now, uh, you might as well do it. Um, I don't think even if they got him, they're still not contending in the East, in my opinion. But next year, if you have a healthy John Wall, Bradley Beal, and DeAndre Jordan, that's a pretty good three right there. So uh, why not? And I think you know they've had problems with with uh, what's the Otto Porter. I mean, you know, I would 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 the Clippers do something like that? You trade Otto Porter for DeAndre Jordan and maybe a draft pick or something. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, why not deal? I, again, if, if you're trending in the wrong direction, then you might as well make a move. I mean, worst-case scenario, you blow, you blow it up. Spencer, should Washington make a move? So the same thing that I was talking about earlier with Milwaukee being able to get into the three seed and then have that easy path to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's the same story with Washington. So with that being said, yeah, I think they should make a move if it makes sense, especially if – whoever they acquire is going to be under under contract next season like DeAndre Jordan is, then, yeah, I think it makes sense. I don't know. I don't think – they don't have a whole lot of cap space, do they? Because they just had had to sign Otto Porto to that ridiculous offer sheet. Yeah, they're pretty locked up. They would have to move off of Marching Gortat, which is what they want to do. Or Otto. I'm curious if they can make a move with a team like Utah and try to bring back uh, a guy like Derek Favors. Maybe like a Gortat. For- Rodney Hood would also if Rodney Hood could play the three. Ooh. Rodney Hood would also be a good spot for Washington. Now he doesn't make nearly enough money to offset any salaries with uh, Gortat or uh, not Gortat. Would you yeah, would you Gortat do a or, would you do a swap of Otto. like Otto Porter and Gortat for Rodney Hood, Derek Favors, and then like a Joe Johnson to try to make salaries match? Joe Johnson's still in the league. Yeah, he's at like ten and a half million and reported. You respect Joe Johnson. Oh, I love Joe Johnson. I didn't know he's still playing though. He's falling off the face like of the earth. Joe Johnson might end up being a Hall of Famer. He's like an eight-time. All-star. I love Joe Johnson. Yeah, Derek Tint. I I would do that. I think if you can get uh, if you can get Hood and Favors and then a vet like Joe Johnson to come in and yeah, I think that sounds reasonable. That'd be really interesting. I just came up with that on the spot and I really like that. Uh, should we plug that into the trade machine real quick? I think we should actually here in a little bit. 
Last last team that we're going to talk about is Boston. So, Spencer, Boston, should they make a move? Should they stand pat? Uh, they, they, they should stand pat. They've reportedly they tried to move Marcus Smart for a first-round pick, which doesn't make sense. You know what? That actually... I think I think they could move Marcus Smart. They could they could end up doing a, a deal like that. But if they want to stand pat, I think they're the best team in the East right now, uh, and they are by no means required to make a deal. George, what do you think about Boston? Yeah, uh, I I kind of have the same take as Spencer, and also earlier when I said Milwaukee, uh, I was like they can deal, but like they don't have to deal. Like if if if. The Pelicans offer you Anthony Davis, and you could make a smart move there. Then I would do that for sure. But other than that, I mean, why again? Why mess with something that's going so great? Like right now, you're the favorites to win the East, and I mean, I don't know why you would mess with that. I mean, they're rolling right now, so I wouldn't. I I wouldn't deal unless they unless the Pelicans come calling with Anthony Davis. Then maybe with the would right you do, the right pieces. Would, would you do Anthony Davis for the two for a package centered around the two Jays, Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown? Uh, it'd be tough because Tatum's playing so good right now, um, and Jalen Brown seems to get better every year. So, um, honestly, yeah, I think Anthony Davis is a special talent. I think he, I think a lot of people forget about him sometimes. I that, I know that sounds weird, but I do think he's a top five player in the league. And I think anytime you can get a top five player in the league. Uh, for two young assets that have been playing great, uh, don't get me wrong, but I mean AD. I don't know if I could pass up on AD. That's gonna do it for this week. We lost George. Apparently, I don't know what happened to him. So you're not gonna get to hear any more uh, hot takes from from George Storia. But Spencer and George and I will be back next week, hopefully with some post deadline reaction stuff. Hopefully OKC does something because that will make all of us very happy. Uh, until then, make sure to subscribe on iTunes now and uh, listen to the last couple weeks. Hopefully, nobody makes a trade five minutes after we put this podcast up and makes this completely irrelevant. But until next time, this is the Hardball Podcast. Hardball.